And so there's such a shortage of women over there that males are going to artificial intelligence. What? Because there is not enough women. Ones have small boobs, ones have, you know, flatter bum bums and bigger bums and oh big boobs. God. And like, like you could literally customise your own wife. Hi everyone, I'm Georgia and I'm Lily and you're listening to G Thanks, a Spotify original podcast. So in this episode, we talk about some crazy things, how boredom is a doorway to creativity, sex dolls and some crazy documentaries that we've watched recently. So make sure to listen up. My sister and I were just inside, I think it was like a Saturday or something and Lily looked out the window and she saw a group of girls wandering around our house like around our windows like like, I literally had my camera up on my windowsill going like to film an intro and they were looking into the windows um and walking around our house to try to get better views inside like windows yeah and I quickly like put my camera down and ran like out of the view of the window and came to be like (laughs) someone's walking in my house honestly it freaked us out a bit yes they were just probably 12 year old girls just curious they somehow know where we live that freaked us out a bit just it genuinely wasn't even the girls like if you're listening to this and you know who you are um please don't do it again yeah um (laughs) it freaked us out um just try to put yourself in In our shoes in our shoes um if strangers were wandering around at your house looking into the windows even if they are 12 year old girls it it freaks you out because it makes you think of okay so how do they know where we live who are they gonna tell who were who who are they gonna tell then um how do I have no privacy? I have no privacy. It makes you feel watched, um, like your heart, like you're watched through a glass window or a gla- you're sitting in a glass house or something. And it was just really, really scary. I, I think I had a bit of an anxiety attack. I cried genuinely just because of three little girls outside our house. And honestly, it made me think. I was like, if that freaked me out that much, I cannot imagine what it would be like to be an actual celebrity. <laughs> Like someone who is in the limelight all day, every day, followed like at least one person all the time knows where you are, like a stranger. Like it would just be so scary. And honestly, yeah, that freaked us out. So just a little message. um, If you do know where someone lives, whether that be a YouTuber, a celebrity or something, just give them space. Give them what you want what you would want you know um I was also a little bit angry because I thought okay well if their parents have let them do this that's a little bit concerning because you know if I was wandering around their house looking into their windows I don't think the parents would be too happy about that so parents were not happy no it was a bit of a it's a bit of a double standard there yeah um just because we put ourselves online doesn't mean uh we want people to hover around our house yeah it's I think it's hard because people feel like they know us because we put so much online but Mm. There's a line and that was crossing it. Babes. That was definitely crossing it. Yes. So let's start off this podcast with a little would you rather tech edition. So would you rather never use Snapchat again or only get to use Instagram? Uh, hmm. Well, Instagram's my job, but I talk to like everyone on Snapchat. Yeah, I'd, I, I would have to just never use Instagram again. <laughs> but it's your job. No, I I like Snapchat too much. I talk to my friends too much. Too yeah, much on I talk to my friends too much on Snapchat. And I feel like you, Instagram can be very toxic. So I'd kind of be okay if that wasn't a thing. I don't really have a public Snapchat, just putting it out there. Um, I used to. I don't really – I just don't use it. I only use Instagram stories. I think logging in and out of your private and public Snapchat account is a bit pointless. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely Snapchat. Would you rather have to post a TikTok every day or live stream on Instagram for 24 hours? Oh, my God. TikTok. 
Close to TikTok every day. Yeah. <laughs> there is no way I could be entertaining for forty for twenty four hours. Yeah, no. I I'm not i I'm only entertaining for one hour a day. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the time I'm I'm pretty bland. Bland as a stale cracker. So would you rather have to read all of your YouTube comments or would you rather have to reply to every single DM you get? I'd probably rather read the comments, mainly because some DMs I get are creepy and yeah. I just wouldn't want to associate with like creeps, you know? Who want my PayPal number and to marry me. <laughs> Hi, show show tits and bobs. Yep. And vagine. You know, just stuff like that. It, I, yeah, it gets a bit creepy and I wouldn't want to reply. And also sometimes it's a bit hard to reply to DMs um, when you don't exactly know what to say. Like there's some, there's been some DMs where I've really, I've really wanted to reply. I've read and like someone will be like, oh, I'm having a hard time right now. Like, and they'll be going through something in their life that's really tough. And as much as I would, and I, you, I sometimes reply, but I just don't always know what to say because I wish they would know that um, I can't, there's not much I can do from where I'm, where I am. There's, there's, there's some that I definitely will reply to, but um, I don't always know what to say. So I think that um, I just don't want, want to make it worse for people. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely want to just read all the comments on YouTube. I read most of mine. I only get a couple hundred anyway. Um, and I read most of mine cause they're really nice. Yeah, I read there are some videos where I don't really want to read some comments because they're meaner on some videos than others. But um, yeah, uh, I'm the same. We're the first generation to grow up online, I guess. And how do you think this has affected you and how we see the world and like each other and like the society we live in? I honestly think it's it's improved my view of like of other people and yeah. of um I, I feel like it's it's helped me a lot with my confidence um for some reason speaking to a camera has helped me speak to human beings um I used to be very bad at talking to adults especially when I was when I was younger um wasn't very good at that and it's really helped me come out of my shell and um I think I honestly think social media is a really is a positive thing. It also can be a bit of a negative thing at times, um, and there's times where I, I I sometimes wish my life wasn't so public. Yeah. Um, although I do keep a lot of things away from um, the public. I've definitely learnt how to not care about what people think so much. Like I used to care so much about what girls who I wasn't even friends with thought of me and I just I was a people pleaser I wanted everyone to like me and I I still to this day I'm kind of like that but I realized not everyone's gonna like you yeah and it's a lot easier to just do your thing and do it the way you want to than try to please other people and try to live someone else's life Mm. and um, there's definitely things that I know through either life lessons and hard lessons that I want to now keep private from I kept I keep a lot of things private from social media but I also try to be pretty open so that people feel like they can relate and know me but um I put my ex-boyfriend out on social media and um, is that something you regret Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like we're on good terms. I have nothing against that that person. I wish nothing but the best for them, but um it's just hard to um explain to everyone that um it is no longer and yeah, um, I think people yeah. tend to think couples online just last forever and then yeah. you and some, they don't. you somehow owe an explanation when you break up but you don't owe anyone an explanation yeah. and that's something I'm not ready to talk about but and I think I realized that like I do I've put my boyfriend in a few videos before and we're still dating it's been two years love you Noah I recently realized I watched back a video that we did like two years ago and it's just it was real cringe like I don't know we, we both just don't really like it and I think we we both learnt that 
he's terrible in front of the camera and he'll admit that. What video was it? The say it or spray it video. Oh. Uh, no, I can't remember what we did. We were just li- we were just trying to make each other laugh and spitting water on each other. It was yeah. really gross. Like when I first started dating him, I was like, oh my God, like cute. We're going to make like a couple of videos and it's going to be so cute. Um, because like it seems to be every couple online that I see makes videos together and they seem to be just perfect in front of the camera and like really good and and it wasn't that it wasn't the case and you know what that's okay <laughs> some people are just not very good in front of the camera and they don't really like it and he's just a little bit shy in front of the camera and he's you know it's not his thing and um, that's something I don't regret obviously making videos with him but it's something that I just I have become a lot more distant with showing my relationship online and people always ask, are you still dating? It's like, yeah, I just don't really post anything when I'm with him. I I see him like most days. I just don't post anything because it's private and it's my life. I think that's such a good thing because the amount of like couples I see online, I just wonder how It's a little bit cringy. Yeah. A little bit cringy, darling. Um, But that's all right. But... (laughs) So do you think social media keeps us connected or keeps us apart? Because personally, I think that it does a bit of both. It definitely like has kept, like obviously we're not sending letters to our friend. We can easily text them and like, you know, connect with them very easily. I do miss sending letters yeah. to people. I used to have a pen pal, like my my friend, my best friend, Katie. We used to send letters to each other. That was our form of communication. Yeah, and like, before you had a phone. Before I had a phone. And I kind of miss that because like, but this, I still have letters from her that like I'll cherish forever, and but text messages aren't like you know they could they could poof go away like yeah. you know if something wrong happens with your phone and it's just not as special because it's not handwritten. No, it's not. But I think it's a lot easier to like stay in contact with people. Like our grandma, for instance, and Pop, they live five hours away, and they'll comment on my Instagram photos, and <laughs> you know it's a lot easier to stay in contact with. Like family and friends and does like grandma comment on your post? On oh well on Facebook Pop does. Our oh, grandma we, our grandma doesn't have Facebook, yeah. but our Pop just recently got an iPhone and Facebook and then And he, he thinks he's the first one to discover an iPhone. It's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Have you seen this? This emoji thing. Look at look what I can do. I can do a thumbs up. And I'm like, Yeah, very good, Pop. Very good. And when he sends me a text, I'll actually read you a text he sent me the other day. It was so, so cute. It's funny watching him text because it takes him an hour to send one one paragraph. So I just <laughs> so I just recently finished my HSC and he sent me this just before my HSC exam. He said, an excellent work ethic will be the greatest strength. Lily, <laughs> as you tackle these exams, best wishes, be positive and be assured we are right behind you. <laughs> He's just so cute. That's cute. So Aww. cute. But I feel like older people are just like grasping technology and you know we've grown up with it and they they have to learn something new it's like how do you teach an old dog new tricks yeah. kind of thing whereas we've grown up with it like, it's normal like I was talking to him about it and he still can't you know there's just a lot of things he still can't grasp and like he can't grasp what the internet actually is he can't grasp that because something is on my phone I don't own that content like if I'm watching <laughs> a video he thinks I've filmed that or I've made it and he'll go who's that is that your friend no, <laughs> this is on the internet. I don't know. Who this it's a is, meme. It's Pop. a meme, and it's TikTok. He'll also he'll think that like everything, like if if something comes up and it has like a headline, like he won't understand that it's sometimes a joke. He takes everything seriously because he's an old person, and you know, in newspapers, <laughs> we love you, Pop. In newspapers, there isn't sarcasm. It's all serious. Yeah. So it's like he he just thinks that every bit of like news um is serious. Yeah. Um. 
but, it's quite interesting. Yeah, and even like the notifications that we get, like personally, especially during exam time, I turned off notifications like for Snapchat because obviously I don't have notifications on for Instagram, but it was very distracting and I actually got so much more study done when I didn't have my notifications on. And um, I felt so much better about like my phone. I was, I was picking it up when I wanted to use it yeah. instead of when someone texted me. And it's, it was just like, I don't know, it was such a because, nice feeling. It's because when you get a notification, I recently watched a video on this, when you get a notification, um, it releases a hormone in your brain called dopamine. It like a little bit of dopamine. It then when you check your phone and it doesn't even have to be something exciting. It's just it's not even the message or the actual notification that makes you excited. It's the noise. It's the oh the notification. It's not actually going in and checking what it was and replying because usually it's like not that exciting. Yeah. Uh, same with when you scroll through TikTok. Um, that 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 rush of dopamine also comes when you scroll onto a new video. Like it's, oh, a new video, new new thing. Yeah. Like your brain goes, Your brain's like going to be entertained. And it, and it thinks it's going to be entertained yeah. another, again and again but and again. Like, and it's that's what is addictive about social media. Um, it's the dopamine rushes that it gives you. Having a dopamine detox is sometimes good for you and yeah. not just with social media but with anything that gives you dopamine like the thought of having fast food say or things like you know other things that might make you happy that aren't particularly good for you yeah like having a piece of chocolate after dinner yeah exactly yeah and I think that like notifications can kind of like control you in a way yeah and like control like when you pick up your phone when you how long you're on it for like there are times where I'm like okay I'll just check this notification and then I'll turn it off and you know go back to study but then I have to check the five other notifications and then I get five more you know it's like you just constantly like trying to keep in contact with people and that's Mm. like why there was a book called 24 6 I've been reading it it's basically the art of like not 24 7 so there's one day a week every Sunday you turn off your phone completely you put it on airplane mode yeah so you just basically you unplug for the whole day and like obviously it's hard because it's our job but unplugging for the whole day and just like reading doing puzzles you know stimulating your brain with other things and um and then there's a Netflix show called The Social Dilemma. It's all about basically how we are connected to our phones and how we can't basically live without them. And um, definitely inspired me to turn off my notifications. But Georgia, do you think you could live without your phone? I think I could. I honestly do because I went to Vanuatu a few years ago, three years ago, and I, I had my phone with me but obviously there was no data over there, no reception, no nothing. So it was pointless. And I honestly didn't use it. Um, I had a lot to do. I like every day we had things to do, whether that was with the kids um, in Vanuatu, like helping them around the school. And even at night when I, I, uh, uh, at the beginning of the trip, I craved like going and checking my notifications of a night, but I stopped doing that. Like it, it took, it didn't take as long as I thought. Yeah. And it, it started to actually feel good to just go to bed without looking at a screen beforehand in front of your face. Yeah. And it like, why don't I do this? And I remember thinking, I was like, oh, stupid. Like, yeah, when I get back, I'm just not like, I'm going to have my phone off all day. And then, you know, and it just never works because well, it's I guess so it's because distracting. You're, and, and you're also surrounded by people who are also using their phones, you know, yeah. like it's not, 
when you were over there, you had stuff to do. You were busy the whole time with people surrounding you. Whereas when you're at home, you're sitting at home bored. You're going to scroll on TikTok for sure. But also I think it affects um, relationships a little bit like with friends even or relationships in general because it's like it seems to be as soon as you're bored, you pick up your phone. And I think boredom is is a really good uh, doorway to creativity. I think that boredom, when you get bored, that's when your brain starts thinking and it starts being creative. And I honestly believe that this, the main reason why I sometimes get stuck and it, with YouTube and like not knowing what to do is because I get, I, I don't get that bored feeling anymore that I used to when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I didn't have a phone to pick up when I was bored. I played with the little spring at the bottom of the door for a while. Like, you know, I, I did something stupid like that or I, like, <laughs> rolled up a piece of toilet paper and chucked it on the ceiling to see if it stick. Like, you know... I used I used my brain um, to do really complex things like that. But you know what I mean? Like I think boredom is a really good doorway to creativity. Yeah, I definitely – when I get bored, like, I, you know, I'm not no artist but I'll do my colouring in books. And, and you, my, you need boredom to yeah. be happy. I, I know it sounds weird because it's like all well, boredom it's kind of like when crap. you have nothing to do, you appreciate when you do have things to exactly. do. Exactly. So the internet can be like just as good as it is bad because obviously we've kind of wrapped up around like, you know – kind of the bad aspects of it about being you know addicted to it and everything but obviously our jobs are something good that's come out of social media but I also think connecting with others and just keeping in contact so obviously during the pandemic the internet has been vital to you know everyone's jobs everyone's connections like you know people doing zoom meetings I did zoom school like you know even therapists that yeah need we're to doing it online connect with their clients over zoom imagine if they didn't have that and we they couldn't see each other yeah like, it would be detrimental be, to some people yeah it'd be terrible yeah it'd really affect people and so, I think it is a good thing yeah and technology changes you know we're evolving and doing online school like my school did it one day a week Mm. technology is just changing the way we live honestly I think in 10 years I feel like social media will this is my prediction I think it's gonna we're gonna use it less and less like because right now I think we're in the heightened like the biggest like we use it more than any yeah. generation has ever used it. And I feel like we're going to start getting a little bit bored of it. It's going to like, just like TV took a few years, not that people get bored, but they just use it less and less. Well, they're using YouTube more now, you know. It's kind of, I don't. I think, I think it will get more before it gets less. I think the opposite. I think it's going to get more it's going to enhance more there's going to be new devices there's going to be new things i think that people are just going to keep enhancing it until the point where little kids don't know that there was a day before phones you know i think that I, I don't think people get bored of it because it'll just they come out with a new thing and everyone hypes it up and then it's the next new thing and the next new thing and i think that everything will revolve around technology every job will revolve around technology and there won't be a way out of it i don't think Actually, yeah, maybe you're maybe you're right, and that is that's a little bit scary. Yeah. So speaking of technology, like evolving, you know, more and more, you know, artificial intelligence, robots—they're going to take over, you know, a lot of jobs. They already have, you know, self-serve checkouts and you know, um, you know, vacuum cleaners that do it themselves. Yeah. You know, now there's not no need for cleaners. There's no need for checkout chicks. You know, artificial intelligence is scary as well. You know, mm-hmm. virtual reality cameras—they look so real, and it's kind of like, you know, in hundred years time, how how accessible is virtual reality going to be? How accessible is, you know, robotics going to be to the normal person? Like, could anyone just buy a robot? And 
a lot of people are actually, you know, falling in love with robots and like really, yeah. And I saw this documentary about the Chinese government, and but it was basically about how you know they had that one child policy, so a lot mm. of the baby girls were either put up for adoption or sadly killed. And so there's such a shortage of women over there that males are, are going to artificial intelligence what? because there is not enough women. They're going to sex dolls. There is a massive, there is a massive industry in China for sex dolls because there is not enough women to men. There is like, I I do not know the actual statistic. I'm pulling this out of my ass, but there is like one woman to every like, you know, 10 men. Like it is crazy. And especially for men in rural and remote areas in China, there's like no women because all the women go to the cities to find rich men. And they, um, one of the, one of the people in the documentary, he actually bought his wife. Technology's evolved to yeah. a point where, you know, you can. You We're can, going backwards with the whole objectifying women. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. You can kind of, you know, um, make your own wife, I guess, or, you know, <laughs> fall in love what with a robot. What features would you like? Yeah, literally. Big boobs? No, no it's boobs. literally like that. They have dolls and I saw them and it was like, ones have small boobs, ones have some, you know, flatter, flatter bum bums and bigger bums and oh big boobs. God. Like you could literally customise your own wife. You know, technology is just going to evolve so much more and it's kind of going to be scary. It's going to be scary. It is. I, I'm a bit scared for the future, to be honest. Um, Lucky I'm happy, we're not in it. Yeah, I'm happy that we grew up when we did, but I'm yeah. scared that when we're like you know, grandmas in nursing homes that... That our grandchildren that will be marrying robots. Well, also that the people that look after us in nursing homes might not even be people. Like, oh, yeah, it's true. just like, what? Where, how's it going to be? Oh, my God, that's so scary. That's a bit scary. But not it? in our lifetimes, so we don't have to worry. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little... I'm, I'm a bit upset for, like, say, my kids. I kind yeah. of wish they grew up when I did. Well, I feel like we just missed... Yeah. We just missed the generation of iPads and like yeah. things like that. And I'm so glad because I tell you what, nothing makes me more like upset when I see a child at a restaurant with their family and everyone's talking and the kid is on on their iPad like glued to the screen and it's like, mate, play with a napkin or a straw or like <laughs> talk like talk to the other kids at the table. Like, yeah. you know, be a kid and yeah, like really annoy me. your parents. It's like fidget. <laughs> Like, you know, it, it, I don't know why it annoys me. Maybe it's no, because it we too. didn't grow up. We never did. We had to be bored at sitting at the table. We had to be bored. We didn't get a pleasure. So maybe even one day people will be so lonely. You know, with this pandemic, it, it, people are finding it hard to still stay connected with people and they feel lonely and isolated. And maybe one day people will just buy robots to have friends like mm. how scary how weird is that it's to think? really strange i saw this short film called best friend it was an animation it was a short film we can in, link it in the show notes again we can link this in the show notes i recommend watching it it freaked me out a bit but it was very well done and it was so accurate and it was like wow this could be the future um basically he had this thing that like these drops, I can't exactly remember what it was, these drops that you put in his eye and it made it made you see friends around you and made you, like, have people, company. This particular person, I think he ran out of money to buy, to buy them or he ran out of drops and he got desperate and, like, started, you know, like, um, uh, you know, vandalising, like, the um, vending machines that they, the drops came out of and, like, got really desperate and, like, you can just see the absolute, like, 
craziness almost that yeah. that got into this person and it's like wow what if that's what if that's us in the future you yeah know? well what if technology has that effect on people like just turns them crazy because people are addicted like and what if you know someone just took someone's phone off them and you know it just well, you know valid it's it's not even that like it's not even that different to reality now because validation from like validation from social media yeah, which is technically true. yes it's coming from real people but it's not real at the same yeah. time it's it's words on a screen it's it's not it's like they're not there giving you that compliment your phone is yeah. like and somehow we really like we attach to that and we're like i need this validation again and again like it's and people can like and that's not why it, they're so excited when a notification comes up like this person said you're pretty on yeah, instagram exactly and i was just about to say it's like whether people want to admit it or not people post selfies to get you know attention a bit of a bit of validation and it's like you know like you do you like that is that's okay and but like I I will admit I do it because I like of course I want a little bit of like someone to say I'm pretty but also if you feel good then why not share it to be honest I don't read comments on my Instagram really anymore I will say when I started like when I was younger um that's what I wanted I wanted friends um boys you know to to like the photos and comment on them the boys like and that was like my form of validation when I was younger I think like before I had YouTube it was definitely like just wanted people to like me yeah and I feel like on social media because you have this wall up where you don't have to like actually talk to people you can say more than what you'd actually say to them in real life that's why people hate as well yes exactly that's why people hate because they're behind a screen and they're cowards I think we should wrap up this episode with some questions from our listeners. Hendry has asked, if you could be born in any decade, which one would you choose? I Ooh. honestly think... May- I'm happy with mine. Maybe uh, five years before I was born. Mainly because Harry Styles was born then, so I'd be the same age as him. Oh my God. No. <laughs> uh, no, 1994. I'm <laughs> no, um... I'm happy with the generation I grew up in, but I wish that there was some things from the past. Like, I love the style of the 50s. I don't know. I just think it's so, like, quaint. People glamorise, you know, the 50s and, like, they glamorise the fashion, they glamorise the music. And, yeah, there were some great things, but they also forget about, like, all the things that happened in the past and history. The discrimination. The discrimination, the hate, the war, you know. It, it was against awful. Against women, you against know, homosexual against, people. Yeah. It's just, it, oh, man, it makes me cry to think yeah. about what people went so through. So I think that, honestly, the generations we live in today are much more accepting and I'm Exciting proud to be. Also. And I'm proud to be a Gen Z. I wouldn't be proud to be um, someone who, you know, grew up in a racist kind of generation. We have a recorded question from Alessi. Hi, my name's Alessi. I'm 13 years old and I'm from the rival state of Queensland. My question for your podcast would be, are you comfortable with yourself or would you rather be someone else? I mean, personally, I would much rather be someone else. (laughs) Anyway, um, if you did choose um, to be someone else, who would you want to be? Um, thanks for listening to my question. I hope you have a great day. Bye. Um, Alessia, your voice is so cute. Very cute. But babes, um, you be you, boo. You know. And that was yeah, that was a bit hard to hear. Yeah. Because I would like, I wouldn't want to be anyone but myself. There yeah. are days where yeah, I don't like myself, or I don't like this part about myself, or I wish I was like this, or I wish I was more funny, or I wish I was, you know. Uh, had bigger boobs I don't know there's days where you know you want to change things about yourself but I'm proud of the person I am and I'm proud of what 
me and this body has achieved. Yeah. And I I wouldn't change who I am for anyone. I I actually have a bit to say about that. I, I think I at one point, yeah, I did I did want to be someone else. Um I <laughs> just look back on my old videos and you'll notice that I wasn't being me. Liza Koshy was a big inspiration of mine yeah. when I was a bit younger and I was like 16. I still is today. I still like there's still moments where I'm like, what would Liza do in this situation? Like, and I've told her that and she, you know, she had a bit of a, a cry. She's a very beautiful girl, um, very humble. Um, but there's there was definitely a point in time where I didn't like myself um, and I thought I wasn't funny enough and I would study I honestly, and it's, it's a bit sad to say, but like, I'm, I'll admit it, you know, everyone has to grow from something. I would study the, like her videos, the way she acted, the, her mannerisms. And I would seriously like try to adapt like her personality into my own personality. And it was, it's a bit sad. Like I, I look back at those videos and I can't stand them. I cringe so much. And I wish, <laughs> I just wish I could go back in time and tell my 16 year old self, you're funny enough the way you are. You don't need to try so hard. Yeah. Sit back try to be yourself and you're gonna try have to, a podcast in five years yeah and just <laughs> chill out and try to make comedy that you know yeah, you like think's you can funny. be you can be successful being your own person right now um and you know ever since then I've been totally happy with who I am and I'm proud of who I am and I'm yeah. I wouldn't want to be anyone else as you should be babe look, Thank at, you, you, look at you go look at you get queen she's thriving she's slaying Stop. so we have another recorded question from Asha what has your favourite experience been while doing YouTube? Oh, that's yeah. a good question. Short and sweet. Yeah. Enough. I think my first meet and greet really hit hard. Yeah. I, I like, it was just such a cool experience. It was at VidCon and I wasn't a feature creator or anything. I think I had around 30,000, maybe 50,000 subscribers mm. and 70 people showed up to my meet and greet. so cute. And I was so proud. Very and nice. I was, I was, I was so happy and just like also just, like the amazing comments that I get that have just said, you make me want to love myself. You make me feel better. You make me, you inspire me. It's just, it it feels so good and it makes me realise what I do. Mm. And I'm so glad that I can do that for some people. Sometimes I don't even realise that I'm doing that. Mm. But I am, I guess, and uh, they say that that's how they feel. And I just, I really appreciate that. And that's something that I treasure. Yeah, I'd say definitely my first my first um, meet and greet. Um, I think the, my book signing when I went around to different states in Australia, that was honestly that was crazy. the craziest thing I've ever done. There was like a um, thousand people at each one. There was, yeah, there was like over a thousand people at each one. I think I think the Newcastle one had about 2,000. That's crazy. Which, and you met them all. And I, yeah, the Newcastle one, I stayed, I met them all and it, it was exhausting <laughs> um, having to try to give each and every person like a good experience and, you know, a good amount of energy even though I was really exhausted. I was like... I I wasn't speaking English by the end of it. I'd be like, how? Hi, are you? <laughs> like, like I just couldn't, I couldn't form a sentence, but that was definitely a very cool experience and I'd love to do it again. And I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening to G Thanks, a Spotify original podcast. New episodes out every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Tune in next week. See ya.
G Thanks is a Spotify original podcast hosted by Georgia and Lily Grace, created in collaboration with Amplify. Our executive producer for Spotify is Leah Harris, and for Amplify, our producer is Michelle Melky. Original music by Tamara Violet Partridge, and our show is recorded and mixed at Amplify Studios. Follow, Follow and listen, listen for free only on Spotify. Spotify.